Season 2, Episode 8, Berkman Greater Than Block. Welcome to Starting Now, a Barry podcast presented by CinemaSins. Hello everybody, this is Starting Now. Barry Podcast. I am Chris Atkinson with Barrett Share. Hello! And Mike Hester. Hey, everybody. This is the season finale of season two. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, had some debate with, uh, with the guys before we got on here. Is this Berkman greater than Block or is this Berkman more than Block? Yeah. I think you can see it both ways, actually. Mm-hmm. Because uh, just from the just from the tiny uh, the the sort of the tiny definition differences, Berkman more than Block means that you're you're more Berkman than you are Block. But Berkman also might mean that he's a better person or a greater person than Block. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I read it as Berkman is you know an elite hitman. And a very average at best actor. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, reading the tea leaves going into this episode and trying to think because really trying to figure out what in the world is going to happen, realizing that the acting thing maybe isn't going to go great here and the killing thing is going to go good for him. So, and I think that played out. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of this episode is sort of the continuation of what we saw at the end of episode seven, uh, but more Barry running towards the the situation. Uh, Barry is trying to get to Fuchs before he kills Gene. I don't know if he even knows that's what's happening. I think he's really hoping that he gets there before Gene sees anything. Uh, but that yeah, that yeah. ship's definitely sailed at this point because he gets there and uh, Fuchs is already on his way. What we see Fuchs do uh, before Barry gets there is he tr- he has the gun at pointed at Gene, but he can't do it. Mm-hmm. He can't kill him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he ends up whispering something in his ear that we just it's like it's one of those things it's one of those lost in translation things at first right yeah uh-huh. you're like holy shit what did he just say and then he runs off as the cops are are descending on the area yeah when the cops are coming in that's when he brings the gun down mm-hmm. and it, it's almost like that but was a tr- even th- if that they, got him out of this little trance he was in or something even if they didn't show up he wasn't gonna do it no right? he wasn't gonna do it but that's the thing that kind of got him yeah yeah do you think he's ever killed anybody before this is the thing i think that this show really has they have certain character traits that are not broken you know the cops are incompetent barry is naive sally is neurotic or whatever and fuchs can't kill he can't he can't do any of this at no point that's he has to have barry so even when he gets to the point where he has a point blank shot he can't do it so even even bad guys, do you think he's never he's never off him himself? I don't think he. Has, I get. The, has, I agree with you. I think yeah. I don't think he's ever killed I don't anybody. Think he, I don't think he has. Um, and in fact, there is a moment that I later on in this episode that I believe is going to be. I, I'm going to take him at his word on this, just because there's no reason for him to lie yeah. in the episode. Um, but. Uh, Barry does get there. Gene is so distraught at what he's seen, and I don't blame him, uh, that he's not really paying attention to anything. 
Barry gets there, and I don't think Gene's even really that much aware that Barry is there. No, he's no. catatonic. He's literally yeah. catatonic. Yeah, he is point. where he was at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, and uh, Barry goes to the trunk and uh, closes the trunk, and we don't know if he's done anything or not at this point, but... He's gone to the trunk and he closes the closes. Yeah, he definitely it. reached in. We yeah. know that much. Yeah, and I yeah. didn't catch that on the first I watch. I didn't by either. The way. I didn't and, either. And even because I had forgotten what what happened. Yeah. And even then, I was like, "What? What did he just do?" And uh, yeah, you see that he's thinking so quickly, which is, I guess, a, like a, a trait that he's got. He's like be able to to be on the move and think quickly and to solve situations. But that little thing uh is is a huge thing later on mm-hmm. it is amazing to me and this happened to be in episode seven as well the first time i watched it you were taken on such an emotional roller coaster sure. ride i didn't realize till the second time how much i missed i missed so many things because i was just completely overlooking yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like how a gene completely misses that he just had something whispered in his ear. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's in a far worse emotional place. And that's why I've seen some people debate that how could he have not heard that? But I kind of get it. I, mm-hmm. I totally get it. I think there I think uh I don't know if any of us have been in that kind of distress, but like I hope not. Mm. Um but I, I've been there where like I'm singularly focused on one thing uh-huh. and there's all sorts of people coming in trying to say stuff. And it just doesn't doesn't right. register exactly. And you might realize it the next day or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, we are taken to the station on the next scene. Uh, Barry and Gene. Gene's been arrested. Uh, Barry is uh, being told to sit down by uh, uh, Detective May, and uh, and uh, May lays it out and says that you know I think you're protecting him and all that. Now here is the biggest plot hole of the entire series right here. She says, oh, you guys just happened to be in the woods next to the car where Janice was that we searched We searched these woods for months. Mm. And n- unless the cops were lying to Gene in the first episode of this season, that didn't happen. They didn't search the woods. The bloach specifically said we're not going to search the woods. Mm-hmm. That was a big moment in the first in first episode. You can almost wonder if Loach was lying to cover up their incompetence and not being able to find it. That's that's how I explained it to myself, but you kind of have to make something up to make that work. Yeah, I feel like if there was mm. a I feel like if there was a massive search, Gene would have known about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I don't know uh, how to explain it. Maybe she's lying. She there there there's there's obviously lying explanations yeah, yeah, yeah. in here, but there's the the way the show is presented, I I feel like I have to take one of these things at face value. Yeah. And <laughs> which yeah. one do I take? If 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 I'm supposed to think that they really did search the woods for a month, how did they miss? Yeah, it's not like it was that far away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Barry was able to run within a minute or two yeah Yeah. and you know and it took and it took uh fuchs like you know a night of getting scared of animals and like you know a couple (laughs) of couple of wayward misses here and there and he found it i guess the other theory would be that either she's lying or that maybe she just doesn't know because she really wasn't involved yeah she only became loach's partner after janice got killed Mm -hmm. so 
But that, uh, you can kind of explain if it that's away. The case, if that's the case, then she should know whether there was a search or not. She's yeah. in the room when they when he says we're not going to search. And yeah, I guess if you maybe sort of think that Gene is the guy, then and you tell him, you know, we're not going to search the woods. Maybe you try to get his guard down. Something there is something like that. But the the show really. If that was a if that was an issue, I feel like the show would have made a point to say this happened or didn't. Yeah, and and instead they've just contradicted themselves in a in a in a in a big way. Now this is this ultimately is a mountain out of a molehill that I'm making uh-huh. about this one thing, but that is a huge like the reason why a lot of this plot happens is they don't go out and search mm. for this, for the, for James's body. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, just, just wanted to bring that up. Um, yeah, they, she thinks that Barry's protecting Gene, but they can't hold him on anything. So they let him go. They also have no evidence that Fuchs was there. Yeah. Cause that's their yeah. defense. That's what he's saying is that, you know, there's this Goulet character, that was there that made the call. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And again, the incompetence, there have to have been footprints. There had to have been some, something. some sort of evidence there. Yeah, for sure. A voice print or something like that where well, the, and the cops have their ma- minds made up. And that's another thing is like, well, later on, she's like, well, there's a voice. It sounds a lot like you. And you're like, and I, and I've watched this t- episode twice and Fuchs sounds nothing like no, Gene. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. I mean, Maybe in a hushed whisper, he sounds like Gene. I I just can't. I can't. As a, I, I guess they're trying to get a confession out of him. Yeah, but like, and I, I assume people, you know, do this. The cops do this all the time. But it's 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 really just laziness. Yeah, on their, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut over to uh, Hank and the Chechens who are fresh off of their bus escape, and they have taken over that monastery. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hank, his usual hilarious self, it's like into dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it's just just taking out one little article out of a, a title of a movie makes it funny for some reason. Enter <laughs> dragon, like you can't say enter the dragon. Enter uh-huh. dragon. <laughs> and hey, look, this all has to go. Yeah, this is and he's like, weird. why is this here? Like, um. But you can tell right away that the, he has completely lost all of these guys. Yeah. They're falling, Mary Beck, and he's talking and they don't pay any attention. They just walk out and go into these other rooms. Yeah. He's just, he's talking out loud basically to himself and, and, uh, and then he's like, well, you know what would be nice is we had a table in here for the heroin and everything. Uh, yeah. And the next scene, he's on a Bluetooth <laughs> talking to somebody. He's like, he's like, yeah, and like a, uh, you know, like a wood finished marble maybe. And he's like, Oh no, it's for heroin. <laughs> and uh and then he gets a uh a, a, a call, a second call that comes in and that's Batir who we've heard about since what like second third, maybe first episode of yeah, the season. Yeah, cuz he gets yeah. a bullet in the first episode. Yeah. Uh the uh Batir is coming and he actually is here. He's at the Ontario airport. Of course, which, uh-huh. which is a callback. Uh-huh. Uh uh he's at the Ontario airport. He's coming in. He's he's basically saying, "I'm going to take over. You're going back to Chet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wonder if something's gotten back to them about how things have been going down. I would that's have to say, surely that's what's happened. That has to. I mean, just just by sheer osmosis, if these guys are talking to people back home, it's gotten to Batir somehow, if not directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but also, aren't they making money? They, I, I know that the collaboration conceptually isn't good because they killed Goron and all that, or mm-hmm. they think he, they yeah. killed Goron. Mm-hmm. 
But like they have the stash house. Profitable. They have the stash house, and there is a ton of merchandise in that yeah. stash house when we've seen it. Like so. yes, you can say that his Hank's methods aren't the normal Chechen gangster way, but up up until when he tries to to subvert Esther, seems to be doing all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If he's lost the relationship with Cristobal, then he would be done. Well, and I, yeah, has, that, that that is Hank's biggest thing that he's able to able able to be friends or whatever with Cristobal, able to have them be a team and to have this stash house. If he's lost that, then the Chechens have nothing. And at this point, it, he certainly lost the relationship with Cristobal. And, well, sure, but but between and he's lost the rest of his crew between then and between when they get captured. To this point, nobody's called the the Chechens, right? Nobody's said like, "Hey, we need to replace Hank." No. You know what I mean? Like up until he got captured, I think things were going okay. Yeah, yeah, they're going okay. He was definitely in charge, but after all of this, it's it's a mess. Somehow it got back to them what's mm-hmm. going on, and there's like, okay, this guy has no value anymore. Yeah. So yeah, if if it wasn't Meyerbeck himself who just called Batir and said, you know, we need to get it get some real leadership it's possible here. because Meyerbeck's a real leader yeah. yeah i could totally see him him doing that <laughs> yeah so. i love that scene because he's like uh, what we need over here is uh like a table uh heroin table you could say yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i've yeah. got 50 kilos coming oh my god great sight gag where he's got the bluetooth on there and he's on the laptop yeah oh, oh yeah and he's like it, you he's like i can find it i can find a table like a table like this on pinterest but not amazon <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> <laughs> Um, we cut to, uh, Barry, uh, in his car getting a call from Hank. Hank is like, could you come out here and talk to these guys? Cause he knows that the, his, the Chechens really love Barry. Barry's a hero to them. Uh, if, if Hank can get Barry to come out and, and say, Hey, follow mm-hmm. Hank, they will follow Hank. Yes. Um, but he doesn't have, Barry doesn't have time for this. Uh, there's, he's got way too much on his mind now and he's a completely like, uh, tunnel vision, uh, person at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene is in trouble. He's got a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of like possibility that he could get caught in all of this. Uh, he doesn't have, you know, that he's got only one singular focus at this point, but he gets out of the car and Sally's like, how was the audition? And he goes, it was great. It was blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I don't even need an explanation. Uh, that this was is cold. Yeah. Shit, that, was man. cold. Yeah. that was really cold. Uh, I was, I was, you know, I was with her in that last episode where, you know, things got blurted out that maybe shouldn't have and everything, but uh, and, and she's right, you know, like all the stuff that, you know, that's happened is really unfair, but now that's just straight up mean. Yep. She has tunnel vision too. And she is, she's overwhelmed. Absolutely. And this is, this is one of those things where you see how two people can be responsible for something happening. If, if Barry's a little bit more attentive then what happens later doesn't happen. Yeah. If she's a little bit more attentive than things, you know, then it does, you know, the things that happen don't happen. They're both to blame for, or to credit or whatever happens later on. Um, but uh, Barry sees the theater and he's like, wow, holy crap. He's, this is the first time he's uh-huh. actually seeing it. 400 seats. There's a balcony. Yeah. <laughs> and she says she's still like in that fuck you uh-huh. mode. She's like, okay, yeah, there's we a lot of it. seats. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, what's funny, though, is that, again, 
she's already seen the theater and he hasn't because of his own you know his own failings he hasn't he hasn't seen it mm-hmm. she's she was exactly like he was when she got in when she saw the theater the first time but now she's over it she's mm-hmm. seen it if he could have yeah. had could have been primed you know he wouldn't be so like awestruck about it and everything so there's this big preparation going on and you're talking about natalie and the microphone and all this stuff. so great yeah it's always feeding back she's like all right everybody places it's uh-huh. your scene and she's just walking around with this handheld fucking like speaker uh-huh. and, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we have uh what's the guy's name jermaine uh, jermaine i'm really happy that jermaine gets his scene here yes i thought that was cool and legitimately moving. Yeah, it was. Because he figured something out about himself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It sounds like at first he was just going to go with this straight up, my father got abducted by alien story. But then he realizes, I saw my father as a homeless man begging for money. Uh-huh. And uh, and he and he's like, oh, wow. He says that in the middle of the thing. And it's like, Wow, exactly. Yeah. It's probably out of out of all the stories that are being told by these actors, the only one aside from Sally's that has any kind of truth to uh-huh. it. And by the way, he's good. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. good when uh-huh. he's telling this. Like there's a little bit and it's it, again, it's got to be hard for good actors to play bad actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's like there's a little bit of like awkwardness when he puts the 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 money yeah. down and all uh-huh. that stuff, which you would totally buy like a like a community theater actor but he is legitimately good i hope they flesh out his character a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. And then when they say i want would want him to know that he's still my hero yeah that to me was honest and real and kind of devastating oh hell yeah hell yeah you know yeah mm-hmm. and then everybody else is nuts yeah <laughs> all the other stories yeah. are oh, oh my god the next scene is gene getting interrogated by detective may um and it and and this is such a sad thing to see because Gene isn't in any position to defend himself, Mm-mm. and maybe he's even blaming himself. Uh, we don't know, but he's catatonic still, and mm-hmm. she's trying to come up with this narrative that you know, you know that sh- that he's the one who did it and everything, and that I mean he does kind of like say, well, there was this Goulet character, mm-hmm. and they can't find him, and. And the, the voice on the, the recording sounds like you. and But he's not in that position to just say, that's not me or anything like that. He's just more thinking about that body yeah. that he just saw, which I can only imagine that's what would be in your head for you know days, weeks, months. And again, this, this closes the book that Janice is definitely dead. Mm-hmm. But we never see her. No. Well, we and I think this is more about they, they just didn't want to get the actress back to yeah, play that yeah. yeah but this closes the book because up until now there was a chance that like you know even when he opens the trunk yeah. because you only see like her sneakers or mm-hmm. something like that but it's it's you know kudos to them for even keeping it an open uh you know storyline up until now yeah 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 the cops say for the murder yeah yeah and yeah you know, so that that's it he he is catatonic and it is emotionally devastating to see him there because you know how bad these cops have been and then mm-hmm. they truly believe this. So, you know, in the real world, you would like to think, and maybe it's not like this, but in the real world, you'd like to think that he could say that, 
no, this is obviously not. None of this is none of this is <laughs> Dude, the Richard Kimball this defense. Is ri- this is ridiculous, yeah. and, and it all goes away, but... Well, we yeah. know these cops love the easy answers, Yes, right? yeah, they do. Yes. They, if it fits. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. we've seen two press conferences where it's like, well, as you can see, <laughs> uh-huh. we've yeah. put all the pieces the, together. These uh-huh. pieces add up to that, so we're not going to investigate any farther. So I love the way this is shot. Bill Hader directed this episode, and he gets... There's a couple of really neat camera techniques in this episode, but he gets right up on Henry Winkler's face. Mm-hmm. And this vibrant face that's always been animated and all that stuff is completely still. Mm-hmm. And you see all the wrinkles and you see, you know, the the age and the the toll that things have taken on him. And it, it's it's a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to know what he had to do to get to that place because that, mm-hmm. th- that stillness was um. But it's just a remarkable pe- mm-hmm. piece of acting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, that you're absolutely right because we haven't, other than at the beginning of the season, which was kind of like half and half comedic, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything, but sadness, but comedic because I guess he still doesn't really know what happened to her, and there's always the chance that she's alive and all that. Now she, he's gotten, he's gotten the proof and. That yeah, that hound dog face and, mm. and everything. He's um he's lost to the world at this point. Uh, we cut to a brief scene where the Chechens are preparing for the Burmese people to show up, and there's mm. going to be a big war and everything. Meyerbeck is like barking orders, and everybody's fucking like, Rambo. Man. Hank is sort of like watching this detached. I mean, he's not detached, but he's. He's not a part of this mm-hmm. at all. He's just kind of like watching and observing and going, wow, this is really serious. This may be the most serious thing that I've been in. And he's getting kind of worried about what's going on here. Um, and Fuchs shows up and mm-hmm. just says, you know, and and you're like, okay, what's this all going to be about? You know, Fuchs just kind of shows up. Um, and it, this is where the sh- show is kind of jumping around. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Barry then calls the station and asks about Gene. They said they booked him. He's trying to get updates on him and everything. Uh, but then he calls Fuchs and tells him he's dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you about that because when Fuchs comes up to Hank and says, I need an army, mm-hmm. does he need an army because he knows Barry is coming after him? I'm guessing. Yes. Because the, yeah. the opening shot, I think, or, or not the opening shot, but one of the, the early shots uh, in the episode is of Barry walking out of the station and calling Fuchs yes. and saying, I'm coming for you. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Which uh-huh. is a bad thing to leave on a message, a voicemail, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> As an aside, we've been watching for two seasons. Has no one tapped their phones or anything? <laughs> know, well, you just think of all the texts from NoHo Hank. No, I know. Just kill the guy. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Really? Because they tapped Goron's phone, but exactly. that was a landline, so maybe that uh-huh. was the, the deal. Maybe there. that's different. They're... <laughs> They just completely don't care what they say on the cell phone no, they don't at care. all, and that's been consistent for the whole season. But, but I, yeah, that's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I assume he knows that if Barry's coming after me, there's going to be some shit going down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and uh, I guess I mean, and we're we'll get. I guess we'll get to this later because there's more. There's it just keeps jumping around. But I guess we can go. I, I'm going to go ahead and jump up to this point because Hank and Fuchs are having this discussion and and hank doesn't know the the extent of fuchs and and barry's uh fallout they Mm -hmm. hank still thinks that they need barry so that because he's like uh uh chechen goon whisperer or whatever (laughs) Uh and uh 
And there's that great line, too, where Fuchs is like, we're not seeing eye to eye. And he goes, well, you guys are like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> uh-huh. You break up and you get back together again. You make a great album. The very <laughs> best, of, best, of Fleetwood <laughs> best of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Fuchs knows that there's no way that he that Barry can be in this situation at all because he knows Barry's coming to kill him. He's trying to find something that gets him in good graces with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, that's a, that's an interesting little thing there. Like, um, that he's, he's still trying to f- figure out how can I become important to this group and how do we get it so that they will kill Barry. But man, I don't, they, I don't, we'll get to this in a moment too. I don't know if they're capable of doing it. He's Barry is oh, their hero. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think emotionally or, physically they yeah, could do no. it so i you know whether whether he needs the army to kill barry or if it's just for this heroin thing i i don't i really don't know yeah i don't know it i don't know but it is crazy here that hank and fuchs are both wanting to win over this army they yeah because fuchs are, actually he get noho hank is like yeah man go ahead they're like we'll yeah. work with you but they're not listening to no, me they're so not listening to him. the wrong train. so he is hoping that they'll listen to fuchs and that's not really working out so well either Mm -hmm. Merrick just kind of has him taken to some back room or something i I don't Mm -hmm. know exactly what his thoughts are but he is getting ready for this gunfight and doesn't really care Mm -hmm. about hank or fuchs yeah yeah in in between all of this there's uh we we see Lindsay and sally uh by uh, backstage before the show starts and everything and uh and Lindsay comes in and she's like oh yeah we you know, we, the, the mics are here and everything. Uh-huh. And Sally wants to get some reassurance. Sally's like, uh, so they're on board with it. And Lindsley's like holding a program and very tightly in her, in her hands. And she's like, Oh yeah, they're, well, they're going to be, they're in it as much as they can be and everything. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and Sally said, do you really think that this scene is good and everything and, and it's going to work? Oh yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, and she starts ripping, ripping the program uh-huh. and just throwing like, <laughs> she's yeah, totally. It's going to work. <laughs> uh-huh. And like throwing little pieces to the ground and everything. <laughs> Sally does pick up on this. Oh, <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> well, Sally is very self-absorbed. Yeah, I mean, very good point. Very good point. Uh, Sally, picks up on this and 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 i and this is just adding to her neuroticism as well Mm -hmm. because she doesn't quite know that if she's going to go out there and do that emotional you know that bear bared emotion type of thing that she's hoping will you know resonate and everything she's still not sure about this this is why she really needs barry to be like yes do this do this and he's not he's not there he's not there for her this is really fascinating uh, to me where Sally is in this moment and for this entire episode. The first time I watched this, I was so overwhelmed and I had my own emotions and especially thinking so much about Gene and all these things. Sally's thing, I, I didn't really connect to. You mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that you didn't think these last two episodes were rushed at all. I thought that Sally was really rushed the first time I saw it. Because I was so overwhelmed, all the stuff that she was bringing out, I was just like, I just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't ready for all of that to to connect with her. The second time I watched it, I'm pick, you know, I'm picking up every little thing and totally understanding Sally's world. Mm-hmm. This episode takes, I think, at least two watchings to pick up everything. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yes, 
the the Lindsay thing happens before Hank and Fuchs talk, and then after they talk, Fuchs finally finds his his purpose because the Burmese and Cristobal are all showing up. And <laughs> pretty funny scene here. Fuchs does this thing we've seen in movies a lot where somebody starts saying something uh-huh. and you're sitting there going, how do they even hear what they're saying? Uh-huh. Well, in this, they show that they can't hear <laughs> they can't what he's saying. Hear it all. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Ball is like, he's like, oh, he's on the Bluetooth. No, no, he's on the Bluetooth. <laughs> so, oh, I, I think I heard my name. He's talking to us. Okay. And uh, Fuchs, as uh, in his greatest talent, has always been talking and, and negotiating. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's able to. He goes through this whole thing about uh, he's he's somehow able to relate this rift between Hank, Esther, Cristobal with his own shit. He's not talking about them, obviously, mm-hmm. when he goes through this whole thing. And this is what we're getting back to when we're talking about could has Fuchs killed anybody yet? And he's like. He's like, you know, only somebody without a soul could do that. I can't do that and everything. Yeah. Uh, and he's talking about, like, you guys are going to come in here and murder, and, you know, you don't want to do that. <laughs> of course, Fuchs does that. You're here for, yeah, murder. You know, like, <laughs> man, man you know, it's, it's not cool, you know. And um, we see, like, right after that, they're all like, you know, like uh, Cristobal and Hank is, they're like, uh, "Oh, I'm so sorry, we did this and that and everything." You know, Hank, I try. You know, Hank's like, "I tried to kill Esther." He's like, "You tried to kill Esther because you loved me, man." <laughs> yeah. And Esther's standing right over here this uh-huh. whole time. Um, and then there, yeah, then there's this embrace that <laughs> you're like, "Okay, yeah. there's a little bit more going on uh-huh. here." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they make that pretty clear that there's a little bit more. They love each other or whatever. There, there's something else happening. I love him. So, uh-huh. I love you. Is it is it cool to say that now? Yeah, What the uh, the Fuchs thing? Yeah, is I think Stephen Root's best performance mm-hmm. in this entire series. Now, I so wanted far. to go back to that. Yeah, he's there's anger and rage. There's sadness. There's despair. There's the Fuchsian, you know, way of getting out of shit. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's good. And with his words, there's a callback to him not killing Gene earlier. And yeah, oh, part yeah. of his oh, yeah. philosophy of why he, you know, that that's a deep part of him, why he couldn't do it. So kind of in his face, he is taking what he's just gone through to convince Cristobal to not do this mm-hmm. thing. And, and, it, and it works well yeah. and because uh. crystal ball as we've seen is uh, is the nice gangster right yeah. uh-huh. he doesn't want he doesn't to want do, to do these things but and he's found a logical way out of this so. and he talked about early on in the season what what is what's actually what's actually the most important thing to him is that you know you know every country in the world that has mcdonald's has never gone to war or yeah. whatever yeah his belief is that everybody should be nice together. We can make more money this way. Yes, in typical fashion, we should be going to war because that's what the book the, yes, says. Yes, but like uh, he's he's realizing that the 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 thing that's above that is if everybody kind of gets along, we can make lots and lots of money and have a great life. And yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. so that's that's how it ends up. Then they get that negotiation done. Is Cristobal is such a reasonable yeah. person? Yeah. We go back to the show, and I gotta talk about this Sasha thing. <laughs> this is this is this is maybe one of the most brilliant things they've ever done. Yep. She's uh doing this horse story still, uh-huh. 
and she's got pictures. She's got visual aids. And again, she's just gone through it and she's telling the 400 people in the audience. They just don't get it. <laughs> she, she shows us. So, so, you know, to, 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 uh, recap, I saw this, which was a horse. I saw it here, which was in the middle of a city. And when I was that, when I was only this old, well, actually that wasn't me. She's p- pointing to a picture of just this black girl uh-huh. and she's like, it's like, Oh, well that's not me because, um, my, all the, all my early childhood photos were burned by my uncle while she, my mom was in the house. Yeah. And you're like, like that's oh. the story. That's the story you could have told. Uh-huh. But she's like, but you know what? That actually, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with this. Does it? Uh-huh. You know, like it's, uh, it's, it's great one of the most brilliant mm. things I've ever, yep. I mean, cause, because you, you get the sense that she doesn't have a story to tell. And then she just flippantly just like bypasses like something that would have been tremendously exciting yeah. to talk about. Oh my God. I love it. Um, and skipping ahead a little bit later as she's walking out and, and, uh, Sally and Barry are, are working on their scene. She says, nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nailed yeah. It. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> love that. Oh yeah. Um, Sally is, Tell is asking Barry, and this is a double meaning thing. The best thing to do is to tell the truth, right? Uh huh. And Fuchs has thrown to Barry as in his own life and his own thing that's going on. The best thing would be to tell the truth and let Cousineau go because yeah. he doesn't know Cousineau is, he thinks he's going to be going to jail for a long time at this yeah. point. Uh, so when Sally says the best thing to do is tell the truth, right? He's actually thinking of that, but it's on his own, mm. his own thing. But she's asking him for this scene, uh, where, where she has done this emotionally raw thing and he's not responding. And again, her, his non-response is leading to her yeah. own actions. Mm-hmm. And, um, she knows that without him. She's not gonna be able to do the scene. Yes, correctly. and he yeah. and he never shows that he's gonna be with it. So yeah. that's why when they do this excellent one take all mm-hmm. the way to the stage, and she's like, get into that place or whatever, and then he he's he's just not doing it, and she slaps him. Yeah, she keeps asking him if he's okay too. She's like, are you okay? Are yeah. you okay? Yeah. Slaps him, and then he and then she goes, stay in that place, and holy fuck, this is. That is such an important thing because he stays in that place mm-hmm. because now uh-huh. this is going to lead to everything that comes after this. Um, I just, it's devastating to me that she hit him mm-hmm. when the whole thing is about her. Yeah. Being and this hit. is a real slap. This isn't. Yeah. A, this isn't like a stage slap. And they yeah. and they and she tries to get him to do that that choke and he's not into it and and she's like, come on, do it. And then she slaps him. They go out on stage and it starts off like every time else it's happened. And, uh, and when it comes the time where she calls him a fucking idiot or whatever, it's time for him to throw that table. She throws the table. (laughs) She's the one who takes control and it goes all the way back to that false narrative that she was trying to tell where she told that told Sam off and she left in a huff and everything. 
giving Barry, the actor, nothing to work with, right. by the way. There's uh-huh. nothing he can do at this point because his, that character wasn't anything once Sally tells Sam off. Yeah, his reaction is perfect. You just turn around and walk off. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like other shows would have had him try to respond or do something else. Yeah. But no, he had to walk off. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had to walk off. And uh, uh, th- she does this scene and... She walks out. Lindsay comes out again, apologizing and saying, "Man, I, I tried to thrust this on you too fast. I'm sorry." You, you know, and and Sally's like, "Oh my God, I just went and did the 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 wrong thing," and of course, everybody loved it. Yeah, why did she do that? Do you think? Why do you think she called an audible? Because it was clear that Barry's in the right place. Like he he was starting I, in there. I think that the art versus commerce balance beam started happening with sally she just in that moment and barry not responding Mm. i think she's half expecting barry not to even know what his lines are or be able to deliver Mm. them in a a believable fashion i think even though he comes out and he's delivering them decently yeah yeah yeah. that she can't even see that Hmm. she is either he has to be great you know she's so much in her own head that he has to be great or else i have to do this other thing because you know gersh is there this has to be good Mm. and if he doesn't get to that place this could not be good so i'm gonna do this thing and and hope you know we've seen how quick she is like how like her brain is just like makes a decision in a split second and and if she thinks that Barry isn't going to be on board, then yeah, it's time to it's time to make it good. It's time yeah. to make it's time to go with the the showy the showy thing. So many things contribute to her getting to that point, right? So many things. Barry's mm-hmm. not being responsive. If Barry's even the slightest bit responsive, if he can just focus on this just once, she it, the scene goes as normal. Mm. But she also probably doesn't get this sort of this fake. Like, well, I guess it's not fake adoration, but it's adoration from people who believe that this is what actually happened. And man, that's so brave. And your story can help so many other people out there. Uh, And it's true to life, right? Because that's exactly what people would, how Mm. would they would respond to something like that? She's ashamed of herself. But Mm -hmm. again, you go, if you want to be in blockbusters, that's what people want. Mm hmm. (laughs) That's what people yeah, want. I mean, he was it, saying it, like Star Wars isn't a real story, right? But yeah, it's totally it's, it's yeah. it totally red. If you want to be on, you know, a great HBO show that gets a couple million viewers, <laughs> you act this other way. Yeah, and you know, I, I respond to the. Well, I, I respond to both, really. But you just don't get as, as big of an audience, and I, I don't know. She well, seems to want to be big, and. If she does the one that she wants to do, then though the mics don't come afterwards, and they yeah. they they were talking about all this depressing stuff. Well, that's what her version was going to be was depressing. Yes, and and they would not have come out and everything. They would have the the problem is to uh, I think a, a lot of people will look upon the actress as weak rather than the character as weak. Yeah. When they and the character's not weak, it's just that they look upon these not these not uh offensive actions like as they look on something like what she did as something as heroic but that the other way is not and we mm-hmm. talked about that when they were doing the uh, the show at the beginning yes. yes what's what looks good on stage that you just left and mm-hmm. that's it 
you didn't say anything no or is it better for you to tell that guy off mm-hmm. and everything and have have something the audience can latch on to and say yeah that's what i want to be that's what i want to do mm. um and i th- kind of personally kind of think that's fine movies are supposed to be kind of dream i agree and, and so her inner conflict is yeah it doesn't have to be there but but she doesn't see the world but, that way but she is obsessed with this exercise as being the 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 root the ideology of her acting yeah and if it's not truthful what was the point of all the stuff that she went through in the first place what yeah. i do love is that the show itself barry shows us this scene three different ways it's got the you you want to choke me we'll choke on this then you have the truth which was in a couple of episodes ago which was genius mm-hmm. and then you have this and so you get to see all the different ones and in her mind that's the the failure is that she failed to do this exercise but yes i would have enjoyed watching that i'd yeah. be like fuck you man yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. i would yeah. have the same reaction that the audience did yeah. exactly yeah i know Boy, does that make us really shallow? <laughs> no, I, 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 just, I go into to see us, and I don't, you know, I don't expect to see like actual like scissor wielding, you know, uh, people from the underground. Exactly, it's a weird example. It's, so it's my, posters right there. My point is tried to be that you know they're different movies for different meanings and different audiences and all of that. And it seems to me, do you guys agree that she wants to be a blockbuster? She wants oh, to yeah. be yeah. big. She wants to be a star. She yeah. wants to be on her own terms, but you know. Now that Barry has has shown that you can just be six foot two and you can get a movie based on a poster, mm-hmm. her her delusions about art versus commerce have completely been yeah. knocked down mm-hmm. at this point. Um, that's why that's why Barry's uh, audition and, and getting that part and everything is so important mm-hmm. to these two episodes mm-hmm. is because how much it leads to her her realization by the end that mm-hmm. you know i can change this and 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 then she thinks that she's totally screwed that up but then she's getting showered with adoration for yeah. it yeah it's um, also why chris you are superior to, to barrett and myself because you're you're taller than we oh are. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true i yeah, i i yeah. often talk about this yes yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yes barry barry has uh has uh, wait so we got um jeans let go uh from prison for some reason we don't know yet mm. um but uh he's being led to prison and the uh, detective may says all right mm-hmm. you're you're re- you're ready to go <sighs> do you guys know what the significance of the tile with the little piece i don't but i love it i just think he's finding something to stare at yes yeah. yes I, I, think I think that was a bill hater like because we've all had that thing where we're waiting for something or where we're you know in a in a, a zone basically mm-hmm. and you stare at the most mundane thing mm-hmm. yeah. the little crack in a tile or a hole and i love I, that brought a lot of humanity to that yeah. moment because yeah. he has nothing else to do his life is in shambles right now and so he focuses on a man they focused mark. on it so long though i was looking for deeper meaning <laughs> like is it a gunshot or something is i don't it, know is it is it a block as in berry block yeah is yeah. it you know the mm-hmm. i mean what's what's going on there but i i like that explanation though mm. that it's that it's something that he's just singularly focused yeah, on it has yeah. no real meaning it's just that you know that's how you are when you're in this condition um so barry calls gene and it's leo his son who answers and this is an interesting thing and it goes back to the title i think he introduces himself as barry block Mm -hmm. 
He asks about Gene. Leo, Leo says, Leo says that uh, they're letting him go because they found the Chechen pen in the trunk, the one that says your debt is paid. Uh-huh. Uh, so Barry obviously knows this and everything. He because he he does that whole like, wow, how what happened uh-huh. and everything. Barry tells tells him to tell Gene. What does he tell him to tell tell that him? people can change? People can change. He's going to be all right. And, and he goes, says, well, who is this again? Barry Block. And he goes, Barry Berkman. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So he changes to Berkman by the end of that, which is an interesting thing. I've read that as he left the stage, like have almost kind of like taken some of his power away from him. And then he's put Gene in danger and and then he did this thing instinctively put this pin in and it worked so mm-hmm. yeah berkman is greater than block and he is really feeling that right now he's feeling like i'm not an actor at all i'm this other thing yeah everything so. everything that i do is berkman i'm yeah i know the situation i'm i'm confident in it mm-hmm. everything i do is barry block i don't know what's going on mm-hmm. exactly um i do this has emotional resonance for a few reasons, we we had initially talked about the addition of the sun being maybe like a weird like uh, what is the Simpsons uh, the the addition to itchy and poochie. scratchy yeah poochie. <laughs> like a poochie situation. <laughs> uh, but I think it pays off emotionally to have Leo answer the phone not only because he's there for his dad and we actually have like a nice resolution to their relationship at least for the time being, but then the two sons. Because because Barry is essentially his son, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and the two sons talking to each other for the first time and having some sort of like a familial bond, like you know, here here's here's what I want you to to transmit to your dad through me because I can't do it directly, mm-hmm. and it sets up a lot of cool possibilities of what they can do the next season involving that trio, especially with the realization that he has at the end. Yeah. Um, Right after this call, Hank texts Barry and says, Fuchs came out and solved the problem. Now he knows where Fuchs is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's on. It's fucking on, baby. And uh, so, yeah, Barry drives up to the monastery and he is just gun in hand. He's ready to just mow down anybody in his way to get to Fuchs. Um, he he goes in there and he first he just stops and then Esther sees him, and he goes, "White boy, Lulu Lemon outfit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he still hasn't killed anybody. Yeah, no. This is the. I had a question about this when I first watched it. I was like, "Fuchs is front and center." Yeah, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Why?" Because it comes in, it's Fuchs. Yeah, and I'm like, "Why didn't he just off him right there?" That's. But yeah. it's because he hasn't killed anybody. Yep. And he has that moment of hesitation, which we've seen before, especially with Esther. By the way, mm-hmm. um, he has that moment of hesitation, and I think. He initially kills her out of self-defense because she identifies him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a very cool... But be- he's but- in that emotional state, though. He definitely is. He but definitely is. Even after that, he had an open shot at Fuchs. Fuchs yeah. is right there, and Fuchs then runs away. He's like, oh, shit. And I I, I trust the scriptwriters of this show enough to believe that they did that on purpose. I feel... I mean, he could have killed him. He easily could have killed him, but I guess he hesitated. Yeah, it would have been yeah. nice to see the the space the spatial relationship here to see how far Barry was to him, and 
and it, and and it could have helped a little bit too if Fuchs was a little bit farther back in the room. Yeah, and you know he wasn't an immediately good shot. Uh, Fuchs screams and r- starts running, and now Barry is just blowing everybody away. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a whole free for all, or he goes through here and just uh, goes f- just full on you know, mass murder. Yeah. And you don't know where the important people are, Cristobal and Hank and all those guys, mm-hmm. uh, because they all just scatter. Yeah, yeah man. Woo. Uh, so, so yeah, Barry is going through here and going through the hallway and he's kicking in doors and he's just blowing away everybody in the, behind those doors. Um, we see Fuchs, uh, get into one room and they, he, there's an exit on the side that he gets out of with two other guys. And, uh, Meyerbeck is in this room and, uh, he's ready. I don't think he knows that it's Barry. They no, can't, he he doesn't. Does, he which doesn't. is weird because it seems like this would have gotten the, the news would have gotten, but when something so fast is happening and he's like, you know, you've got three different, you got Bolivians, you've got Burmese, you've got, you got, uh, Chechens mm-hmm. all running around this, this news did not travel and mm-hmm. they're, t- and they're, they're introducing him as, uh, as Barry's mentor yeah, and yeah. all that. And, uh, and so, and Meyerbeck's like, okay, yeah, you know, Barry's mentor or whatever go out this back or whatever Meyerback waits for whoever is doing all the shooting behind the door and this is a tense scene because because he's trained now he's, yeah he you know he's a badass yeah mm-hmm. and uh barry uh kicks open the door and there's this is one of the most devastating things yeah Meyerback uh sees his hero walking through the door and he wants to like hug this guy and Barry, just an unthinking, he doesn't think anything about Meyerbeck. Mm, yeah. Just blows him away like any other person. Uh, there's a famous, uh, there's a famous scene in The Wire at the very end where uh, Omar is like this guy who has has been the one of the main like mainstays of the whole series, and uh, he's ex- he's escaped so many different things. And then the like last episode of the entire thing. He goes into this gas station or this uh, not gas station, but like this market or whatever and gets killed by some rando, you know, and you you think that it's like, you know, you think that it's uh, a character like that is going to get killed by somebody important or whatever. And, you know, they uh, they uh, it's just it's sort of a random thing Mm -hmm. to him to Barry Meyerbeck's just a rando. Yeah. And it's not somebody who like exalted him or anything. Yeah. I think in the um, moment. I think in, in the, the moment, moment for sure. In the moment. He does yeah. come back he, later on after the rampage and he looks at him and I to me it seemed like he recognized him at that at yeah. afterwards. Yeah, he, afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards he recognized him. But everybody's him. a rando to him right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And so like everybody's in his way to get Fuchs. Yeah. And uh and so yes, he does come back later and does have a moment of reflection. Mm. Um and uh I, you know, we don't know how that. Re- I think he's just still more more angry about Fuchs than anything. Yeah, he's rage blind. Yeah, yeah. blinded um, by rage. I guess. Is yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rage blind. Uh, but he goes through. He goes through that side exit, and he just randomly shoots at a. He, I don't even know if he knows that there's people that <laughs> Fuchs is in that true, truck. Yeah, true. At the, yeah, he's just that shooting at a truck. Up. Yeah, Ugh. he's just shooting at the truck going by, and then he's like, "Fuck that!" Fuck is great yeah. because yeah. <laughs> that's a great fuck yeah. a great fuck Good but job. It, it it conveys everything he's frustrated that he didn't get fuchs 
And I think he's that's the first moment where he just realized what he did. Mm. He's starting to kill again. He's killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of weight on that fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of weight on that fuck. <laughs> that's a heavy fuck. Yeah, yeah man. So does it bother you at all that in the first season they had the raid and they're such a big deal and he frankly wasn't very good at it uh, with Taylor? You know, I don't think he was. He I don't was think okay. he was very. I thought he was very good at it. He he just he was trying to plan his his entrance when uh, Taylor, Taylor went all the, Leroy Jenkins yeah, and all that and, stuff. And th- yes, he does get snuck up on for sure. Uh-huh. But I thought he was fine. Well, and, and his, yeah, you're right though. He is surgical in this moment. But his yeah. character is different in different places in both of those. Mm, yeah. In the in the in the raid scene, he's he's trying to get out of this this life, and uh, and he's he's got a a situation where he's got to kill that Taylor guy. Yeah. And he he just can't do it because he's you know he's he's gotten to this point where he's like that's the wrong thing to do. The bad guy does that. Um, bad guys kill soldiers. That was a big. That was mm. a big deal. Uh, now he's in a situation where I don't think he thinks much of himself as an actor anymore, uh-huh. and and now he's back to badass mode. And Fuchs being getting revenge on Fuchs and all that. That's snapped him back to a different reality. Yes, if he tried to do this an episode earlier, it would have been the same thing. He would have not been able to pull the trigger. Yeah. Uh huh. But first time i saw it it really bothered me <laughs> and then the second time through i'm i'm starting to letting myself be sold on it like, yeah. okay i totally like all the things it did plot wise i like that he came back that he killed again that he killed esther that he uh, that he didn't kill hank i guess it's okay that he didn't get to fuchs that he killed uh the guy that he trained meyerbeck who was essentially you know him in a lot of ways mm-hmm. He killed that, and he is in an incredibly dark place, and he goes and he walks down that dark corridor. Yeah, so, that's a yeah. nice shot. God. So Bill Hader directed the fuck out of this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Plot-wise, it's, again, fantastic. Well, mm-hmm. and, and they said afterwards, uh, you know, he said that at the beginning of the season, he's coming out of the darkness into mm-hmm. the light. Now he's going in the light into the darkness. Uh, this, uh, this episode has an epilogue. Uh, I consider an epilogue to mm-hmm. it uh leo is uh is uh, helping out uh gene who's resting in bed and everything and gene just starts thinking about all the happy times with janice and everything and then ending on the seeing the dead body and then there's that great like like gets closer and closer and closer like he's remembering what fuchs told him first it's just a whisper you're like okay what does he say then it's a little bit closer and it's like okay so what did he say and then at the end he says barry berkman did this Mm, uh and gene gets up and he's like oh my god Uh and that's how the whole season ends it reminds me a little bit of a reveal in breaking bad that happens with uh with hank oh when he's in the bathroom yeah Yeah. when he's in the bathroom yeah uh i I love that scene too because after hank gets out of the bathroom you hear uh hank's wife uh say say to uh say to walt oh you're the devil Uh (laughs) just in a joking Uh manner but but it's (laughs) i I love that that little thing anyway that was breaking bad we'll be talking (laughs) Uh about we'll be be talking about that next Uh, but no, yes, it ends on that. And that leaves you with a like, holy shit, what's actually going to happen from that is, is, uh, is Gene going to 
think now Barry Berkman did this or is he going to think that maybe Fuchs did it because why does Fuchs know all this stuff and then just ran away and all that? Is he going to think about it that way? There are so many different ways to take that. The first time I saw it, I thought he knows everything. He's put it all together. But now I'm thinking about it back thinking maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he just gets bits and pieces. Maybe he thinks maybe he can talk himself out of this, especially if Barry starts to get a little bit of success and that helps his ego. Oh, that's yeah, that's nice. That's uh-huh. a nice interpretation. Because I'm thinking either he gets swim instructors or he based on that, he gets other he gets a part. Mm-hmm. He, something happens positive to him. Yeah, and that that's good for Gene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do we think is going to happen in season three? Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that Barry definitely gets swim instructors, but yeah, I think he also, if he doesn't get that, he's going to get something. Get something happens. He's going to get something that Jay Roach knows, you know, somebody, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know, he's knows somebody knows somebody and they're going to get into something else. Uh, but I think, I think his career is going to take off and I think Sally's career is going to take off. Uh huh. And this has got to be like somewhat the end of their relationship, right? I would think so. I would think so. I don't. Yeah. I don't think she's going to feel the he that he provides her with anything anymore. Yeah, I think it becomes more competitive. Yeah, and she keeps that jealousy where he is able to do something. Maybe he's getting better roles than she is, mm-hmm. even though she's getting better roles. Yeah something like that they're going to play around with yeah mm-hmm. you know? and uh and like i said i don't i can't really imagine the show without gene and barry having that relationship and everything so i feel like gene won't come to the conclusion although he's got a lot of information in his head they about do, him they do like to have cliffhangers on this show where it appears something huge is going to happen like at the end of episode seven you think that gene's going to get killed or you know something is going to happen and they kind of find their way out of it yeah and we continue with these characters changed but still with the same characters i feel they're gonna do that with this mm-hmm. the characters are changing for sure but their roles are not going to be totally different yeah so we see in so many shows that it takes until season three to really hit its stride mm-hmm. yeah i think this show has already hit its stride so i can only imagine what the next step would be like if they really want to go anywhere they could go to space they're not yeah. space. Uh-huh. Uh, but they could go anywhere they could go outside of los angeles everything has really happened besides the pilot episode mm-hmm. in los yeah. angeles yeah uh or san bernardino i guess mm-hmm. but uh yeah yeah i'm so excited and we're yeah. gonna have batir basically become the new goron because hank yeah. will ha- hank will have to be his right hand at this point because they've blown away all the other yep. uh-huh. he's uh-huh. got that great scene where he Oh yeah, he's standing behind the altar. He's ah, uh, but yeah, okay. Yeah. And he laughs and he just like, yeah. takes the elevator <laughs> behind it. Yeah. yeah. And where is Fuse going to be in all of this? He of course would still love to be with the Chechens, but I mean, I think a lot of the plot of Episode Three is going to be Barry trying to find Fuchs. Well, yeah, and I think one of those guys that he ran off with was Cristobal. So oh, if, yeah. he, if oh, he yeah? aligns himself with the Bolivians. Uh, it's just uh, yeah I, I can't wait i can't wait That's, so they got approved for season three in april so they may already be shooting for all i know mm, yeah uh but hopefully it'll 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 be soon is he going to try to kill fuchs but not be able to that's what I keep thinking will happen and that's why i think that maybe he paused in the raid that he just couldn't quite bring himself to kill 
you know, the guy who got him discharged from the military and everything yep. that he has such an important relationship with, does that continue on in season three? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it might. Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, yeah. did it bother any of you that nobody got killed? Oh, like, none of the, none the, of the main... important people got killed. I feel like in the first season, they didn't know if this was going to continue on, so they felt free to kill one of the main characters and make a really awesome ending. I was thinking that maybe this show would go there, that maybe they actually would kill Gene. But now they know they're going to have more seasons, and it's like that's off the table. Like, I, got, I think they could have gotten away with killing Fuchs yeah. in this in this thing, because there's really no reason for him to be here. I mean, he's obviously going to be behind the scenes. He's going to probably do something that gets back into Barry's, uh, you know, I guess Barry's uh, consciousness of some sort that I don't know if Barry goes after him though. I don't know if he's like going to be actively looking yeah. for him or I think he's, I think what's going to happen after this is he's going to have a lot of remorse about what he just did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah, as you, as you guys mentioned, the, once he goes past Meyer back and he sees what he's done and he finally realizes, Oh, these are actual people I knew that I just killed. He's going to get back to that, this is wrong, this is wrong, and that starting now type of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and so I don't know if he'll I – think, I think he might get over the whole Fuchs thing, but Fuchs is going to have to find a way to somehow get back into the, to the fray that Maybe. gets on Barry's radar. Maybe so. He is in such a dark place. Mm-hmm. He is in, like, literally walking into the dark mm-hmm. at the end of it that I could see him – I could almost see him – wanting to get in to kill maybe just to get Fuchs or revenge or whatever and having Hollywood call to him and where before he was trying to get away from being a hitman by being an actor and the hitman stuff kept coming to him maybe those roles reverse hmm. where now he is a violent man again but Hollywood keeps calling him yeah hmm. no. yeah that sounds right I mean it sounds sounds like a good arc for him I feel like uh, this should get us into the writing room. I think so. I think uh, so. I, I feel like Bill Hader is listening to this right now. Alec Berg has been listening. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Uh, and and they're going to say, you know what? You guys got some good ideas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, and look, I, these other writers, they're bullshit. Yeah, they're bullshit. <laughs> exactly. They've done a terrible <laughs> job. Disarm is bullshit. <laughs> They've done such a bad job that we've spent, you know, 16 hours talking about the show. Uh-huh. I am totally clearing my schedule so we can write this on spec this afternoon. Yeah, do it? absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, like, and so then we sh- <laughs> we sh- we. Stopped everything we were doing. <laughs> we want you all to know the podcast will not continue so that we can write the show. <laughs> we can write the show and then talk about it later. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Barrett and I, we're just not doing the Sendcast today. Yes, we're, sir. We're, 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 we're going to be, be in the middle of writing Barry season, episode, season three, episode one. Uh, anyway, um, that'll do it for this episode and this season. Uh, where can people come and talk about this? We want to hear from you. Uh, come to SoundCloud and do some commenting there. Go to at now starting on Twitter at music video sends is me. Uh, but yeah, we've been having a lot of good conversations. I'm sure people have opinions about this episode for sure. So get on there and uh, we'll chat about it. I really want to, uh, you know, it's going to be a while before we do this again. Really want to say this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate all of you listening. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll be doing this for season three. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, we will Can't be. Wait. We're in yeah. too deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as as the, that, that uh, wise Phil Collins once said. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of Sum 41. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sum 41. Uh, okay, that'll do it for, uh, yeah, this this season, and we'll uh, we'll be back, uh, whatever. I guess it'll be next year. Yeah. Uh, this is Chris Atkinson, Barrett Share, and Mike Hester. We'll see you next time.